gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. I'm not going to try live on my phone or anymore. Hey, super friends, welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 56 for New Comic Book Day, May 17th, 2017. I'm your host, Ken Rose, and sitting along with me back in the basement of the Hall of Justice and back from the deathbed yes. is my good buddy Vern. I'm back, guys. Did you miss me? <laughs> welcome back, friend. Oh, man, it's good to be back. I'm glad I can talk again. <laughs> yeah. The Legion tried to take him down and did, didn't They quite tried to poison me. It. They've been trying for a while, but they're not going to get me. I'm too strong. So, um, but like I said, we're back into the basement again. Um, hope you guys liked, um, the show from Oddball. We're going to, we're thinking about doing a co- some more shows from different conventions and such. So, um, let us know if you like that. And, um, if you know, we're based in the Northeast Ohio area. So anywhere like, um, Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, anything like that that's having a convention you want to possibly see us at, we'll send us there. an email at DC superpowers podcast at gmail.com and we'll be able to, we'll see what we can do. All right, hit us up in our um, Facebook Messenger if you need to, whichever. Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we got it all. Yeah. So, um, but we got a long show because we got to catch up on some of the stuff that we, do. um, we didn't do last week. We have some comic books to cover, too, some good stories. Oh, yeah, there's some great stuff in the comics for the last two weeks. Since we didn't do reviews last week, we're actually going to do um, Action Comics 978. Um, later on in the show, which actually is the second half of the new origin of Superman, which is interesting the way they did, they've did they done this. Yeah, they to, changed some stuff up pretty different. I was a little confused there. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Green Lanterns number 22 from this pa- from this past week. and um, Issues 21 of The Flash and issue 22 of Batman. Which is the parts 2 and 3 of the Button storyline. So that's what you're getting with your reviews. Plus we have all the previews for next, or for next week's comics. And uh, we got... News was hard and heavy this week. Yeah, it was. There's a lot of stuff to cover. Um, a lot of good news, too. We got a lot of shows back on air for another season, which is always good. We got some new shows coming, and we got some new um, comic books coming to the shelves, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so th- let's start with actually some of our reviews of what we've got um, coming up, or what we is on TV now. So um, let's start with Supergirl. Where, where are we at with Supergirl? It's been a couple weeks since we talked yeah, about it. it has. And there's only, I believe, two shows left. After Alex's uh, little death trap they had, it started off on a pretty good episode. But uh, yeah. Monel's mom, I'm beginning to hate her more and more each episode. <laughs> it is cool seeing Terry Hatcher not as one, or not as Lois Lane, no. but as the actual villain Villains. of the story. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. I liked her so much, and now I'm like, get her off of here. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. You didn't like <laughs> no, I didn't like that. I liked Hercules. That was like a childhood thing I watched. <laughs> Hercules and Xena. Warrior, was it Warrior Princess? What was it? Uh, yeah, it was Hercules, Legendary Adventures, and Xena the Warrior Princess. Okay, yeah, so when he died, I was very upset about that. I was like, no! Yeah. But um, in this episode, she's trying to get more and more in touch with uh, Lena Luthor. And trying yes. to get her to do her, not really her bidding, but trick her into helping her with this portal. Yeah, well, it's interesting, because they're basically building what looks like a Stargate. Right. If you ever watch the Stargate <laughs> TV series, that's what they're building. Uh, my buddy Nico's watched that with me. He's like, is this Stargate? I'm like, no. He's like, why are they taking that from her? Yeah. Um, 
but um, yeah, to do so, she was powering. Um, I don't know what the alien race was called, but there were some type of telepaths, and their eyes. Well, they're glow. telepathic and telekinetic both. Okay. Um, every time their powers be activated, their eyes would glow and just cause havoc, like um, Carrie from the movie. But yeah, a little bit worse. I would say probably about five times worse than Carrie. Well, we actually um, the last two weeks have been not as much Supergirl episodes. No, they've it's been, been more character, character episodes around her. One about Alex mm-hmm. learning about Alex and uh, Maggie, and actually, I would say it's almost more of a Maggie episode. Yeah. Because um, it was Kara and Maggie learning how each other work. Right, and seeing both of them loving her sister, it's like, well, you got this aspect of her that you need to protect, and I have the same aspect of wanting to help her, but Supergirl's uh, way was a little bit more direct, where Maggie's was more so like a human being would work. Yeah. Um, and they were having some conflicts there. You just can't always punch things. Well, and this week was a straight-up Guardian episode. This yeah, was, it was a Jimmy. Um, Jimmy Olsen episode. Yeah, and it was... <laughs> I, I like this one. It showed more of where he comes from and what he wants to be. Um, he knows he can't be like Superman because he does not have the powers, and he thought the suit was going to help him more with everybody to be more of a... Um, like a Superman, someone they can look up to, they see the S on his chest, and they just think, well, hey, Superman's a hero, I can be like that. But the thing about Guardian is, he is a human. And he's not getting as much recognition, seem like, as a Superman. He's more so just punching criminals and putting them in jail. Yeah. Um, but another thing we caught that um, I've not... The other podcast that I've listened to didn't really mention it. We got a reference of a certain Gotham City vigilante in this. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> Straight up... Um, when J- Jimmy saves a lady from an assault, first, yeah. first thing in the show, and when he's talking to Wynn about it, he talks because the lady was scared to death of him. Yep, just like another <laughs> hero from Gotham uh, has that same effect on him. Exactly. Well, he he said it was interesting because he said he doesn't want to scare people. Um, kind of, it's um, he doesn't want to be like Clark's friend. Right. And then Wynn... Just say, kind of points to his ears and says, oh, you mean? And that's yeah. all he says. <laughs> so it's like, that's more confirmation that Batman exists in this world. Or he could have been talking about Catman. What? <laughs> I had to bring Catman in there. Or Owlman or what? Or Owlman. <laughs> Both of them were in the Batman universe. No, Owlman wasn't. Owlman was Watchers, wasn't he? He was the opposite Batman. But actually, we may be getting him at some point. We could. Because we're bringing the Watchers in. Or the Watchers. The Watchmen. Well, um, it was Night Owl and Owlman. I think Owlman was uh, Earth-2's Batman, and then Night Owl was... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For the Watchmen, so... All these owls and these bats, and they get confusing So, sometimes. but basically, we'll get to the point here that um, at the end of the episode, uh, Lena opens the portal, and a Daxamite invasion flies through. Yeah, um, not good for anybody. <laughs> My, uh, Nico and me were watching this, and he was like, well, now Kara's the messed up, and now we got to get all the Justice League to help. That's what he was thinking. I'm like, at this point, they might need some help from some different worlds. Well, we do know some of the other people that are coming up. I mean, we can get into spoilers a little bit if you want. If you don't want to hear spoilers, jump ahead Cut about out. five minutes or so <laughs> for an hour and <laughs> skip ahead. Um, but uh, but um, we know Cat Grant's coming next week. Mm-hmm. And if you look at any of the promotional material, you'll see that. Superman is supposed to be back on, yes. I believe, the last they, episode. I think and they put some pictures out on their uh, social to, media. Well, we're supposed to be getting General Zod also. Did you hear that I one? I did not hear about that. We're supposed That's to have General Zod before the end of the season. So, so I don't I'm know if he's sure coming might... with the Daxamites, or is he maybe... Um, he might be that One of the in. theories I've heard that's mm-hmm. interesting is, what's the chances that Superman was fighting Zod in Metropolis when the invasion comes in, and Zod doesn't like the Daxamites either? That could work. I can see how nobody likes the Daxamite. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is Kryptonian. They had a, a pretty good uh, rivalry in their past of different families, so yeah. I can definitely see him coming there. I don't like you guys. Let me fix this. So, um, but we don't know what's coming on. We got two episodes left. We know they're going to stop the invasion, obviously, because mm-hmm. we have a next season. 
Um, and also, uh, if we're going to get Zod, I'm wondering how uh, much uh, Superman are we going to see for next season? Because I doubt they're going to put Zod in there as a big villain. I don't villain think, yeah, Zod's not going to be the big bad. No. Not also, yet. what's happening with Cadmus? I, I believe Cyborg Superman, well, if you want to call him Cyborg Superman, the original Hank Henshaw is supposed to be back. Right. As the, the Cyborg Superman is what they're calling him for some reason. But he's supposed to be back before the end of season two. So they're like putting everybody like, they can in this. Yeah, I feel like he might have another um, pop-up like he did. A couple episodes previously, he was in there, but he wasn't doing anything too big. Yeah, it was just like, "Hey, I'm still." Well, this relevant. says that the Cadmus will make an appearance. Okay, this could also be that um, Cadmus all of a sudden works with Supergirl because you hmm. got to remember Cadmus is around working with Supergirl, um, trying to stop aliens from doing exactly this invasion that we're getting. Yeah, true. Um, but with all <laughs> these aliens coming in, I wonder if they might get some help from another uh, character you think might pop up. They haven't told us yet. I don't know. We've already got Martian Manhunter. We got Superman in this universe. Mm-hmm. They could always try to bring in like Flash or someone from um, Earth Prime. I wasn't even thinking Flash. I was wondering if we might uh, be able to get even a steel or hey, we might get. I don't know. I mean, that'd, be, that'd be sweet. I, would I don't want know, to, but I, don't I know with Guardian being with, in there, yeah. uh, I still would like to see Steel in his um, metal suit. But we already got a guy doing that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it, one thing I'd like to see from Guardian is a change of colors, maybe. Yeah, get a little black and gold. Or not black, no, gold, bl- blue and blue gold. gold. Let's get a little bit of that in there. At least give him a gold shield. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but it'd be but interesting was, to see if um, maybe Cadmus does um, become or help the side of the good guys. It would be nice to see. Because this that. is what they've been trying to stop the whole time, like I said. Do you think we might get a mention of a Superwoman at some point in the show? Maybe next. If they are going to put Zod in, I think it'd be great to introduce somebody new like that to help. That, that's a mo- more of a modern pull. Yeah. Really? Well, because Superwoman well, it wasn't even as long, if I remember right, Superwoman really wasn't around as a full-on character. No, but until the mid two thousands. If you think about what they're doing also with Flash, a lot of the stuff they're doing from there are from what we're seeing not in Rebirth, but what we're seeing in New Fifty Two. Yeah. So they could put some ties in there. It's possible. Um, I don't think you'll see it before the end of the season. They're already no, putting no, too no, much no, no. into this yeah. season. Like I said, them uh, mentioning Zod is something that's blowing my mind. So, um, but. Let's move on to Gotham. Yes. Now, Gotham still has a couple of episodes past here. So, um, what you've actually been watching Gotham now, right? I was trying to pull it up before you guys came over, but we had some, um, the dogs over, <laughs> so I wasn't able to uh, watch Gotham all the way through. I called about the ah, first okay. 10 minutes of it, so. What do you think of the look of the Riddler? I still like it. I still like him. He's coming more, it seems like he's coming more into character. Now, I did see in this episode, um, that Alfred's catching on to something. At least it seems like he's a little... Yeah, he's figured... He's catching he's, something yeah, out Yeah, he there. knows that's not... Um, Bruce. Bruce. He's figured that out at least. Um, but that was really all I got from that episode. But um, so, um, you, you can feel me in a little bit on, on well, what happened. Um, some of the other stuff... Um, i trying to remember because it was a little bit ago that I watched it. But um, it was a, the whole story was basically... Um, remember that um, Gordon asked Barbara to look into the, the court. Right. And find out who oh, yeah, it is that's running the thing. Cool. And um, Barbara wants to t- to figure out what the court is doing mm-hmm. because she wants to find out um, or she wants to be the boss. Obviously. So if someone else is actually running the city, she needs to know who that is so she can stop them. I was going to say, do you think she might actually take over at some point? <laughs> I don't Does know. It like, okay. Uh, she's going to try. Yeah. I can see I've also heard rumors that they bit. may put make her a Harley Quinn style character. I'm really hoping they don't do that. Yeah. We already got Joker a little early. Um, I say let that be and then let Harley come in somewhere. They can introduce a Harley Quinn, but don't uh, put anybody in there like Harley until Harley actually gets on the scene. That's my opinion. Um, we are getting uh, Riddler, though. and uh, Who's that under there? Oh, that's Anissa. <laughs> um, we are getting uh, Riddler coming on in full force, and 
It seems like he's becoming more and more what he needs to be with the puzzles. Yes, and everything about him is riddles. Riddle this, riddle, riddle that, that. Yeah, all of that. Which is perfect Riddler right um, now. And basically, Barbara brought Riddler in to figure out what the problem is. The ultimate riddle is, who's running Gotham City? Yeah. He's all about figuring that out. Do you think he actually knows? Uh, he does at the end of this episode. Oh, okay. Because at the end of the episode, Gordon, um, and the, Gordon and the GCPD catch him. Oh, okay. And the, um, the Court of Owls, because to show his loyalty... He has to do something for them. Of course. Well, Gordon, what they want, his initiation is turn the Riddler over to the court because he was threatening to expose them. Oh, okay. See, that's what I was thinking of. So now, he knows now because the, he went, he, um, what's her name? Catherine took Riddler with him. With I'll, her. I'll say, uh, of course, Riddler would be the one. If uh, What happened in the I Am Bane storyline recently showed uh, Riddler's smarts. And also we had in the Hush comic book, he actually did find out who Batman was, but he didn't want to say it because then that would be no fun for him. So I can see him finding out and... But this is young Riddler. If this was older Riddler, he would use it to his advantage. Yes. Uh, well, also on the side on the B storyline, we still have Penguin trying to uh, rebuild a new army. Okay. Of, um, but Poison Ivy has talked him into building an army of freaks. Hmm. So he went up into the mountains and found Victor Fries to bring back. Okay. Then he went to a foundry and found Firefly. Okay. So he's adding more um, freaks Rose. to his arsenal. Okay. I like that, to see them do something <laughs> together. Like I said, this is still something I would like to see later on, but seeing a couple of them, they need to get Mad Hatter back. Get Mad Hatter. That's a possibility. I, it, I want my <laughs> Hatter back. He's one of my yeah. favorites. Um, but okay. Um, I'm still wondering if we'll ever see Scarecrow come back anytime soon, or do you think they're just going to hold him off? Because like I said, Mad Hatter and Scarecrow were great to me. But yeah. I guess seeing Riddler and Penguin in there, we probably won't get them. I don't know if they will or not. I... But um, actually, we have some news on Gotham from this week that um, as of, I think it was Wednesday this week, Gotham got renewed for season yes, four. Yes, it did, along with a couple other shows that yes, got renewed. Yes, we'll get to the other ones here in a little bit, but Gotham is coming back for next season, so they don't have to wrap anything up. They can keep it going because they mm-hmm. got another full another season after this. And season four coming, man. It's, man, been four years now. Yeah. Coming up, at least. So um, let's move on to Flash. Now, Flash has some crazy stuff going on. It felt, now, that was the most comic booky show uh, this week was Flash. Yes. Um, they tried to um, wipe his... Well, they didn't try to wipe his memory. They ended up wiping his memory. They tried to take his short-term memory away and see if that would affect Savitar, where he doesn't uh, remember them and he doesn't have to kill Iris. Turns out, when they zapped him, he went full-on amnesia. So, uh, from there... It keeps going on. He's like, wait a minute. They take him from under chair. He's like, who are you? Who am I? What's my name? And he's like, Bartholomew. And I loved how they... I know. That was awesome. His name is... I didn't realize Barry's name is Bartholomew. I didn't either until then. I was like, I was like, Barry, Bartholomew. He's so like, he's, that's a terrible and name. And he said, well, let's go with Bart. Yeah, they, why am I Barry? I should be Bart. Yeah. And I was so like, we had a Bart, Bart Allen, Allen for just a minute. And it's like, <laughs> it's Bart Allen on the show. So that was a nice little Easter egg they gave the fans. Um... So from there, hey, you guys, you guys got to be quiet under there. We have some doggies. Um, but uh, from there, they're like, well, we need to go to um, we need to go to the, pl- the police office because they want to ask Barry uh, to stay. Well, on. yeah, they they're trying um, to the guy? man who is now the um, biggest arsonist in the city. Now that McRory's on town. Right. And I'm trying to think of his name. Cause I, I don't remember his name on top of his head. This show. But they need Barry to testify because he was the CSI on the case. Right. Problem is, Barry has no memory. But yeah, so he's trying to testify, but Barry can't testify if he doesn't even remember any of this happening. Um, and so this is just ending up really bad. But also, since Barry can't remember, this means future Barry can't remember, which is exactly. Savitar. That's the cool thing about this is um, the idea was Savitar is always a step ahead of them because he remembers everything Barry did. Right. Has. So if you stop Barry from forming new memories, Savitar can't remember that. Right. Which. But the problem was that they erased all of Barry's memories exactly. instead. Exactly. 
um, who is that? Uh, Killer Frost comes back and she's saying you need to hurry up and plan your uh, do your plan now because if you don't, they're gonna catch on to us. And he grabs her by the throat and it's like I thought he was going to say you can't tell me what to do, but he grabs her and says, "Who am I? Who are you?" What am I supposed to be doing? It's like, uh Exactly. Uh, As soon as they erased Barry's memory, they erased all of Savitar's memories also. Which was great, but the problem is, if you want Barry to get his memories back, Savitar's going to get his memories back. You can't have it where one or the other. Um, So as he gets on trial, Cisco and Vince... Is it Cisco and... um, Ah, man, I'm forgetting his name. Thank you. Um, Julian, they make these glasses where Barry's on the stand, he's on the trial, and he can look on his glasses and tell uh, (laughs) what what they're typing out, and he'll say exactly what they need to once the judge asks him. But since he's nervous, he's beginning to sweat, and once he sweats, it... Yeah, Julian said, everything in the glasses works great, don't get them wet. Yep, and he gets them wet. Yes. So once he takes off his glasses, he's starting to act a little incompetent, so the judge uh, finds this out, and he tells them, well, we can't stand trial if he's acting like this. Yeah. They if live- you can't answer the questions, then you can't um, do any, or you can't, or I'm going to have to dismiss the case. Yep, and that's what happens. So um, the new arsonist, let me find his name, uh, the new arsonist uh, walks free. Exactly. Um, and from there, Barry starts to feel really bad. And the funny thing is, through all this, Iris is liking Barry. Kind of, yeah. This is Barry that doesn't remember that his parents have been killed. No. Didn't grow up in any of that pain. Um, so he's, But also, this is a Barry who doesn't remember he has super speed. Yeah. Um, so as him and Iris are in their apartment, he's like, he's basically uh, telling her I, he's glad he doesn't rem- he does he's sad he doesn't remember anything because he would like to remember her because she's very pretty and yeah she's like oh so then they go for a kiss and I guess that got his um powers starting to activate so now he's just like vibrating his hand and- well if you look at Smallville yeah very similar things happen sometimes yeah like with Clark Clark King. would start to get um a little excited and all of a sudden like his heat vision would go off mm-hmm. and that's things like that that's bad when you're looking to the eyes of your lover yeah um, same for Barry he couldn't control his speed so um he sees her as she's trying to calm him down everything's moving slow he hits the couch and then everything falls over he falls over his couch he's like I know I have powers I can, I can do this. Why don't you tell me I can do this? And now he's all happy. He's like, oh, I'm a superhero now. I thought I was just pretending when I said I felt like I wanted to help people and wanted to be a hero. Um, so now they get him back to Star Labs. Who do they meet at Star Labs? Killer Frost. And she's letting him know, we need to fix this because Savitar doesn't remember because I know Barry doesn't remember. Yeah. Um, and she's and, really one of the few people that could actually help them. Right, because, and that's the other thing at the beginning of the show. They said, Kaylin's not here. Cisco, you don't know how to uh, work on somebody's brain. She says, no, but I saw Kaylin do this enough. I can try. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't go well. So then this is when she comes back and basically calls him an idiot. Like, I'm the one that's supposed to be doing this. Like, well, we couldn't <laughs> do that with you being all evil and everything. Yeah. Um, so she does help them. And in this, you start to see a glimpse of the old Kaylin return. A little bit, yeah. And um, actually... When she goes to leave, her eyes change back to Caitlyn's eyes for a second, half mm-hmm. a, for a little bit, then switch yeah. back. Yeah, uh, they went brown, and she's. It felt like she wanted to cry because uh, uh, Joy, because um, Julian says, "Caitlyn, you don't have to go. You can keep helping us." Because she does. She makes the it's the device like a little shocker um, to make Barry's memory come back. Yeah. Um, and now she does this. They say you can stay. Um, Julian pours his heart out to her, says he loves her, and he'll do anything he can to try to fix her. And she says, well, I never loved you. And she gets an elevator, and then you see the real Caitlyn come back, which is kind of confusing me because this is different from the Killer Frost that we saw in the comic books. She was evil, but she wasn't evil for the sake of being evil. She had a motive because she needed to drain the heat out of people. 
what has she done that's truly evil other than working with Savitar, really? She's not killed anybody. She's not robbed any banks. She's not... No. Well, that's, that's what's kind of confusing me. I'm trying to figure out what's her motive for being Killer Frost now. Just that, yeah. just as I'm watching the show, I know she's Killer Frost because I've been wanting to see her as Killer Frost. But as I said in the comics, she had a motive. And here it's like, she's just being Killer Frost because she's being Killer Frost. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we might get to see Frost, and I'm saying Frost because isn't it in the recent uh, comics they took the killer part off, and now they just call her Frost. I believe so. I'm not sure exactly what they're calling her on um, Justice League of America, but um, I, I know in the first, I don't know, remember if it was the Rebirth issue or the first issue. Um, Adam says Killer Frost. I mean Frost, <laughs> and she looks at him like, yeah, don't call me that anymore. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's what they might do here, and I'm hoping by at least the next season we will get to see Frost come back. I don't want to see Caitlyn lose her powers. I just want to see her control her powers um as i was watching this i had a theory okay now what if we do get ronnie back and she's killer frost that would be the way maybe to bring her back because isn't it in the books that'd be interesting need, yeah he need she needs her his heat to feed off of her correct or feed um, off of her. i think that's a newer thing with, i'm not sure but okay. it's a newer thing with killer frost that the her motivation in the whole thing is um she siphons heat off of other people right and that's what i thought made her and um uh, heat wave not not um Firestorm. Yeah, thank you. Firestorm um, intertwined with each other. And I'm thinking... I didn't, in the comic books, did they, were they together? That. No, but that's why she would always fight him. And they would go at it because we're like, okay. I need your heat and stuff. See, I thought she was more of a Superman villain. No, she was a... She, she was a... Um, she was a... Um, once again, uh, he, Fire, Firestorm? Firestorm villain. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's where she originated, at least. And that's also where Felicity Smoke came from. Well, we've got only a couple episodes of this. Where are we going? Um, are they going to save... Um, well, remember, Irish? there's a prophecy at the beginning. You remember that way back at the beginning of the season? Um, One of your right friends now. will die. Oh, yeah. Someone will die. Someone will suffer, someone will suffer fate worse than death. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one other one. So um, who's the one that dies? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. We've already got one that's facing a fate worse than death. Um, yeah. Uh, that's Caitlin Frost. Right. Um, <laughs> or Caitlyn Snow. Well, it might be H- HR that dies, honestly. You think? I, I've heard a lot of people calling that it may be time that Joe go- goes. It could be Joe. I just, I seen a picture somewhere when they were on set that... Especially, um, it seems like the more, the happier they make him, the, the yeah. bigger the chance is that he's going to get, um, not going to make it to the next season. No, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too, because um, and I know somewhere on set they took some pictures, and as I said, I think I said in a previous episode, Joe was there, or Joe was not there. Everybody else was on the yeah. set but Joe, and it's the actor plays Joe, and it's like, why isn't Joe here? And then they found another um, picture online where they're at the funeral, but it's um, HR, the actor plays HR, and it's like his name is on the um, tombstone. So it could be either Joe or HR. I doubt it's going to be anybody else. I don't else think it's going to be HR, because it's like they've killed or changed Wells so much, it may be time to actually let him go to another season. It could, and actually have him help a little bit more than what he was doing, because he just arrived in this season, correct? Yeah, getting them kind of blurred from last. Yeah, season this is this, a, this is the first season with this with HR Wells. Okay, um, <laughs> so we'll see. But um, to wrap up for the very end of the episode, Savitar, Kalen's uh, device does work, and they do get his memory back. But it had to be triggered from a memory of his past. So basically, um, Irish goes straight in like, "Hey, your parents died, but when they died, you lived with us, and that was the moment we fell in love because you know you, I helped, I held you while you cried. So everything from there went well." And uh, his powers come back. He stops the new um, arsonist. But the problem is, since his memory came back, so did um, Savitar's. Yeah. So now they're right back where they started. <laughs> yeah. So um, we don't know where we're going. We got a couple episodes left. I'm not seeing any spoilers at all for the end of this. No, I, like I said, the only thing I know was those on-set pictures. I have no idea if 
they're going to stop him. I don't know what's going to happen with Future Bear. I have no clue. And they still haven't explained exactly what happened to his face. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see from there. Exactly. And then on to Arrow. Now, Arrow's got some interesting stuff going on, too. I'm still wondering who Vigilante is. Yeah, you know, I don't think we're going to get mention of it by the end of the season. You think they're going to save him for next week? Or next season? I hope so. I would like to see him be a recurring character. Yeah. Like I said, he is, to me, like the Punisher of the um, DC Universe. So Yeah. Um, we did get to see this week um, Thea come back. We did, yeah. Um, and we finally got to find out what happened the, the first... Um, episode of the first season with Deathstroke's mask with the arrow through it. Yeah. Um, also, we got... This was a good callback to everything that was happening before, and also we figured out why his fa- what his father did. His father wasn't a good se- good citizen uh, no. I thought we, he was. Which I kind of figured out, honestly, since um, season one, after he like killed himself. I'm thinking, I know he's not just doing that um, to save his son. He's got all these other things in the book. He's not the best guy. I just no. got that feeling. So when this happened, I was like, are you guys that surprised? That well, problem? remember, he was involved in the undertaking, too, the right. whole time. Yeah, so I I don't know. I know he didn't want to admit that his father was doing all this stuff, but I'm like, that's not a surprise to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do get to see Anatoly and um, Oliver mm-hmm. setting up for Oliver's rescue. Return. Well, trying to get his rescue to return back to the city. At the very end, we find Kovar's not quite dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, which we kind of got a little bit of a glimpse of that, too. Yeah, at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting, because I'm wondering, does that mean that... Because um, it looks like Anatoly gave Oliver some stuff to be able to hide his beard, or to put a beard on and stuff, so it yeah, makes it look like, like he's been like on he's the, been the island. island for a while. But it looks like maybe he actually is on the island for a while. A while, yeah. Or at least he's going to grow that beard out for a while after yeah. they get done with him. Um, but that was all in the past. What <laughs> happened in the present right now was Prometheus is back. Last yes. episode, we, we were kind of underground. We didn't really see much. We didn't see him at all. Um, well, Prometheus is back, and he's been caught. Yes. Uh, basically, this whole episode is they're trying to catch Prometheus. I thought I got caught in a weak way. Is that just me? <laughs> Out of all this stuff that's happened throughout the series, I was like, wait a minute. This, this he gives himself up. That's, that's he surrenders. So weird. No, I'm wondering. There's something to do. There's something going on with that. Um, well, uh, they're going through the whole episode trying to get him back, uh, or get, get him into custody. And the way they do that is basically out of all this, he put, he, um, sent a dead body to, uh, the mayor's office. And it turns out it was somebody that, uh, Oliver's father had killed, uh, by accident. If you watch the video, he did not do it on yeah. purpose, but he did cover it up. Now that was on purpose. Um, and he didn't think his dad would do anything that low if he was going to kill somebody, at least be a man about it. But in my head, I'm thinking... <laughs> well, if you're going to kill somebody, be a man about it. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, though, Ollie, did you take all those murders for Ollie that he did as the Green Arrow? Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking, Ollie, you're not... As they said, he can be a little hypocritical on the show. As Sometimes. was saying. This was one of the moments. But um, eventually, uh, they have their standoff, um, Green Arrow and Prometheus, and then Prometheus basically gives up because Ollie tells him it's not all what your father did uh, did to make you the man you are he didn't want you being the man you are really he tried to stop you he wanted him to um uh what what they try to make him mentally insane so he would um yeah prometheus's father yeah yeah knew that he was not stable so he wanted to disown him yeah um and he wanted him kicked out of the military because of this he said he's not uh, mentally stable to be there so then that's when he drops to the ground like oh my father was disappointed in me and he gets to one knee and he says just kill me now just end it Green Arrow's like, no, I'm not going to kill you, but you are going into custody and just wham, you a know great what? punch that I've been. I'm <laughs> well seeing a setup here because we know that uh, Manu Bennett is coming back before the end of the season, so we're going to get Deathstroke again. So you think he's going? We know Deathstroke is in Argus Prison, so and they just said out? Prometheus is at Argus, right? So I'm wondering if the, Prometheus didn't get caught on purpose so that he could break out. 
I and rig Deathstroke. That would with make it. more sense because, like I said, out of this whole um, season, why the heck would you just give up like this so easy? Mm-hmm. He has been this soon, but he came up probably like a new idea. Everything, for he, the everything last that's happened days. so far, he's had planned, right? So, um, and he did give a, a weird smile once he was behind um, that glass wall, yeah, and looking at the um, almost the like news. he knew he was ready to be there. <laughs> so, um, but uh, going forward, we don't know exactly what's going to go on. Obviously, we got like two more, two or so episodes or so. I'm not sure exactly how many so there could be anything going on with this yeah and they cannot oh, stretch this out something we missed for two. flash though the last uh, the last scene mm-hmm. we find um remember that the physicist is working on the cage to try to catch um savitar right but it's gonna take uh, some oh yeah that's right stupid amount of power that no one can come up with but then in the last episode or last scene you see killer shark with this dominator device mm-hmm. um I'm thinking who hired... Well, oh, and that's the other thing. In the next episode, we're supposed to get um, Captain Cold's return. Yes. Now, this is the Captain Cold from... Bef- this is Captain Wait. Cold before the... Uh, it should be before Legends took him. Okay. Because um, this is the Captain Cold that Mick Rory put back onto Earth. And after everything that happened, this could be the hero side coming out. I really do. Maybe. I don't think that he's going to be working against them. And if he is working against them, he's going to do something as Captain Cold always did in the season one and two. Um, he would always help him. In yeah. some way, some shape or form, but um, so, but it's gonna get interesting as these shows start to wrap up. Um, but now we've already. Um, do you want to take the first story? Let's see what it is. Yeah, I'll take the first one about the Black first, Lightning because the CW, the CW we know has been making a Black Lightning pilot. Yes. Well, you got some news on that. Now, this Black Lightning pilot has been picked up and it's going to be included with everything else on the CW for DC TV shows. Um, it's one of seven comic properties exactly. on, the cha- on the channel. Um, the seven shows on here are, um, this is the seventh comic book show, is uh, lined up with Archie's Riverdale, Virgo's Eye Zombie, and then we have Flash, we have Supergirl, we have Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Dog's acting a little, up a little bit there, guys, if you heard that. Um and now we're um, getting uh, Black Lightning here. So there's seven shows so far on here, and five, well, actually six of those are DC's property. Yeah. Uh, the other one being Archie. Now, is there a crossover? Wasn't there some crossovers actually with Archie and the um, DC? Well, comics? in comic books, everybody crossed over with everybody at some except point. Except DC and Marvel. <laughs> no, DC and Marvel had crossovers. Not recent. Not recent. Not they recently, have in a while. but they have. They have in the past. We're still... Um, we're still um, talking behind the scenes. We've talked back and forth a little bit about it doing an Amalgam episode with Mighty Marvel Geeks. Okay. I'd be down for Go that. back and remember. I'd, I'd have to get all my Amalgam comics out so you could read them. I got some of them upstairs, too. Okay. Um, but, yes, uh, Black Lightning will be picked up on the CW Network um, for next season. And as we said, this is the uh, network's seventh uh, comic book show. But Black Lightning will be, or at least reported right now, is set to debut mid-season of 2018. Which... Is basically where Legends premiered originally also. Mm-hmm. A January time slot. Uh, it's, to me, I think it's a new spot for whatever show they're making. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, is CW now the home for DC Heroes? It's been like that, honestly, for a while, if you it's, think about well, it. Well, what it is is Berlani's, the Greg Berlani is one of the producers on this, and um, it's just the CW is a good fit for him. It is. So... Uh, we'll we'll, uh, have another spot for him. The only question I have, will he actually be a part of the universe? And if he is, when will he be shown in there? I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't be. Yeah. Same thing with the Titan show that's coming to the um, digital show. They have to. Digital channel. We we were discussing on here, weren't we, about Mm -hmm. the possibility of, um, or we were just talking about it with ourselves, possibility of maybe Wally spinning off from here. 
and going, going into that Titan show, which I could definitely see happening, especially if Jesse Quick also is going to stay on Earth too, and if Flash has everything covered in a. Uh, and we can still get him on both shows. Like in the comic books, he would be a part of the Teen Titans. Yeah. They would go back over and you see him with Well, Bear. also, um, the way these shows work, when you get, um, when you have, or all of these so far with Flash, they introduce characters, and then they move them on to somewhere else, or they're just there for the season. Mm-hmm. Well, Wally has been here for a couple seasons, but Kid Flash has only been here for one season. Right, so we have Is he going to stay, or is he moving on? I would like to see him join the Teen Titans. I mean, there's no other place for him, in my opinion. I mean, he's yeah. always good with Flash, but his, he really came into character with uh, uh, the Flash. Or, oh, I'm sorry, with the Teen Titans. Yeah. So, um, so we know Black Lightning got a series order. They're coming to CW. And another one that actually got a series order was... Um, every, you remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about it on here, that Krypton had a leaked pi- uh, the leak leak for the trailer. Yeah, and then they took well, it really fast. Well, it's official. <laughs> the Sci-Fi Channel has picked up Krypton, and not just for a partial, they've brought a full season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, for right now, we know um, Krypton is going to be full on, and I guess David... David Ayer, David Goyer. David Goyer. He's going to um, have some influence on there, and plus uh, this is going to be connecting with the actual um, Man of Steel series. Yeah, you, if you, anybody who saw that trailer knows that this is in the Man of, series uni- oh, or yeah. Man of Steel universe. The same as same everything. So now we know since it's going to get a full season, this is all good, and this is going to help uh, maybe the DC Universe be the final connection. Who knows what they might do throughout the shows now. Yeah. So, um, but also, um, we found, it said they said here that... Um, they're actually looking at a first quarter 2018 release also. So it looks like Black Lightning and um, Krypton are pr- going to premiere in the same time frame. Okay. Oh, good. So, uh, but we've already talked about Krypton on here, so everybody knows what is actually going on with that show. And we know it's a couple generations before Superman, and it's Superman's um, grandpa, basically. And it was, gonna- he was going on on, on Krypton. So this is gonna take. Um, this is gonna take place way before Kyle L was even thought of. Exactly. <laughs> now we had one other piece of TV news. Now yes. we said Gotham got renewed for season four, mm-hmm. but you were excited to hear this other one. Yes. Um. I've been pretty busy lately, but now I have time to catch up on the show. But I Zombie is going to be or has been renewed for a fourth season. So I'm really happy about that. We are going to see more of Liv uh, Moore's inside zombie brain eating uh, detective work. Now, uh, from what I last saw and what's going on in the third season, they discovered that there's a zombie. Um, zombies living in Seattle and before they previously thought it was a small group of them turns out it's an army for them and right now the military is actually trying to train them to start their own zombie army for when people try to kill them uh, that show is a little strange. At some point, I need to sit down to watch this. Really, it's very interesting. Um, Vicky and I have talked about that. It's just have, finding time to do it. That's my problem. That's why I haven't been able to watch uh, past two episodes of this season. But um, that's what's going on. I was wondering about what they were going to do with that, with training these zombies in a military-like facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess this is what's going on right now. But um, in season four, has got renewed along with um, Gotham. And there's going to be something else that's going to keep going with the CW as far as comic book shows go. Yeah, and it looks like so far, every comic book show we know of at this point has lit. been renewed. Yeah, they got the green light for it. And all the ones that are being developed have been green lit to go. Mm-hmm. So it's like TV, the, what it is is the networks are figuring out and the channels are figuring out that comic books sell. Yeah. Huh. Who would have thought? thought about that? I mean, we've been doing this for years, but um, hey, <laughs> uh, if you like the TV, keep coming. Uh, whatever they put out, we'll uh, let you guys know if any more uh, news get brought up for any other show we might they might be pitching. Exactly. But um, moving on to t- movie a little bit, mm-hmm. we have a couple of weeks till we get a movie coming out. Yeah, I can't wait for we're in less than a month now. Exactly. Wonder Woman hits theaters next month. Everybody knows this, but the president of Regal Cinemas <laughs> tweeted out a picture. 
And it says, test driving the at Regal Movies exclusive Wonder Woman 3D glasses. And it has a picture of him wearing the glasses you can get if you go see Wonder Woman in 3D at Regal Cinemas. They actually look kind of cool. They do. Um, I mean, for 3D glasses, since you're not going to... Um, you're not going to wear them anywhere but to watch a 3D movie. So why not? So, um... Uh, they give them cool. a little customization. It's interesting that Regal's getting, the, getting them exclusively, though. Um, yeah, I was hoping this was something that would have been a little bit more um, global for stuff, but I'll go to the Regal just to get these, actually. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big 3D guy, but I don't usually see 3D glasses with a Wonder Woman emblem on them or a different color than just black. This is the, her burgundy, uh, reddish color with the... Um, with the hawk going around it, or not the hawk, the um, eagle going around it, um, looks just like her suit. And I'm wondering if we're going to get a blue tint to the glasses as well. I have no her, idea. Uh, her um, gold, blue, and red look. That's possible. Um, it also says here that um, Regal also has an ultimate ticket, a hundred dollars. What? A <laughs> hundred. You get um, the exclusive collectible ticket, okay, featuring Wonder Woman's world famous W logo, which you see on the picture here also. You get the glasses, um, etched or textured in anodized steel, or the, yeah, the exclusive ticket is anodized steel with the W etched in it, laser etched. Um, each one is personalized to the card holder's name inscribed permanently on the back. Um, it's only available for sale online, but what else comes with it? Uh, this is, I don't know, because I know um, with Star Wars, they did this with Star Wars, gave me a $100 ticket. Oh, but okay. what it was was you could actually see the movie one time every day that the movie's in the theaters. You got the, your ticket for hundred dollars. Was it just free? You could go every day for one free. Well, you already paid right, for it, but but it gets you, you into the movie one time every day. Does it? Do I don't know if that else? does this for this. Or, this doesn't say that. Okay, hmm. well, that's interesting. So it'll be interesting to see that. This is something we're gonna have to look up and see if we can find more information about. Yeah. But the glasses look cool. Yeah, I just want the glasses, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I won't get the ticket, but I want the glasses. And I have one more piece of movie news, which kind of is cool for me, but that that's a wrestling thing. That um, Blackhawk, of the Blackhawk Squadron from the mm-hmm. World War II, yeah, you definitely have may some be coming <laughs> to, DC, to the mov- DC movies sooner than we think. Um, the, but Wonder Woman actor, um, Saeed Tagmawi. He's in the movie of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, he's added a new wrinkle to his seemingly new character of Samir, teasing that he is, in fact, the classic DC hero Blackhawk. Okay. The 43-year-old actor posted an illustrated Blackhawk side-by-side. He looks a lot younger, honestly. Well, he posted a picture of him side-by-side with his Wonder Woman character on Instagram with the text coming soon. So it shows a picture of him, and actually he looks like Black He does. Hawk. He really does. He's got the mustache going and everything, the hair, the look. The hair. He, he looks like him, just facial-wise. Even if you shaved him, he would still look like the Black Hawk character. Well, originally his character had been um, described as a secret agent who's a master of disguise and who has worked with in tandem with Steve Trevor. Um, it says, although more popular known as the in the team name as Blackhawks, Blackhawk himself is the name of the team's leader as far back as 1941 in Quality Comics. This is some pass uh, so, coming back. Now, um, if they make... It, do you think they're greenlit for this, or you think they're going to see how the Wonder Woman ratings do first before they make this? I don't know. Right now? Because, um, It'd be kind of cool. It would be. I didn't think they were going to go do anything World War II or even in that era besides Wonder Woman. Well, they may do this because originally Wonder Woman was in World War II. Right, right. So they may move Blackhawk back to the World War One. also. They might. I was thinking World War II with... 
you're going to maybe go on, but they could just have this all in the same time period with Wonder Woman, because this is, Wonder Woman's taking place in World War One, but with Blackhawk, that could be a World War Two story if they want to go that way. Yeah. Um, but we will find out in three weeks. Man, that's soon. I got to pre-order my June tickets. June 2nd. Yep, I got to pre-order my tickets. Well, both of us. We're going we to have to see this together and maybe do a, yeah. a real quick recording we all, afterwards. It like we always go into movies first um, impression. Yeah. <laughs> same night anyway. We meet, we meet each other there anyway, so. But um, next we got some um, comic book news. And this one I think you had, right? Yep, if I can pull back up. The internet's going to be friendly to us right now. Um, we're, get, we're getting some new Elseworlds. Yeah, we are. It actually, it might be pulled up. Here we go. Okay. Um, yeah, now there's going to be a new Nightwing comic book. This is not going to be a comic book that you guys are thinking of. It's going to be an Elseworlds uh, written by Kyle Higgins. Um, he wants Nightwing to return in a brand new Elseworld miniseries. Uh, there's some pictures up here if you guys want to go on to the website of DC Comics and just look this up. It'll probably be a fairly new right now. Um, Dick Grayson leads a terrifying regime um, against superheroes in Nightwing, the New Order. This is what it's going to be called. Now, this uh, takes um, this is um, from New York's best-selling time, Batman, Gates of Gotham. Now, this story is going to be about the man who is responsible None other than Grayson, former vigilante Nightwing, but what happened when his system has created a target against his family? Um, anytime somebody wants, does something to his family, he's definitely going to retaliate. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the leader of a government task force um, called the Crusaders, Grayson um, prioritizes his hunt to remain, uh, for the remaining superheroes and repress anyone who knows them outside the law. But when this um, event transpires, they turn to the... Um, Cassandrians aim. Now, who is that? Does that uh, sound no, familiar? No, the Crusaders aim. Okay, sorry. The Crusaders aim towards Gotham's own family. He must turn against the very system that he created. With an aid from very possible, he, well, he's been burning and been hunting for years, the last metahuman of the DC universe. Now, <laughs> who do you think the uh, last uh, metahuman is? I don't know. Well, it says last metahumans. So he, uh, he could be working with any of the heroes that are still there. Um, and the miniseries um, has six issues, and it number one issue will hit shelves on August 23rd. So, so it's interesting. It's Grayson actually summer. working with the government to hunt down the superheroes. Which I wonder if they got this after we saw <clears throat> Asian Grayson. It's possible. Well, obviously this is going to be totally outside the timeline. It will. Because this isn't Elseworld. Now, this is something that's been established by DC Comics going way back. I used to, I love Elseworlds. That's Some why of I the like really Injustice good ones, so much, because um, Injustice is the Elseworlds story. Did you ever see the um, read the one, The Kents? It was, no. what if Superman had landed, instead oh. of in the 1930s in Kansas, put him in the 1830s in Kansas. Oh, no, I did not see that. I thought he was going to go with the Russia. No, was that was Red, Red Sun. Sun. Yeah, Red Sun. I remember that yeah. one. But. Um, you get stuff like Gotham by Gaslight and is then, um, Elseworlds. Now, what story did you... Was this an Elseworlds story or was this a what-if story that you uh, let me read when uh, basically Clark Kent was Bruce Wayne? That was another Elseworlds. Okay. Um, also, guys, I want to say on this, uh, the cover What if right is here, another company? Hmm? What ifs were another company? <laughs> they were another company. <laughs> Whoops, that was back in the past, guys. Um, but there's a Nightwing New Order um, picture here, and it's, I guess this would be a cover, maybe just a poster. I don't really know. Yeah, yet. those are, these out. looks like the first the cover for the first issue. Possibly now, is this a variant cover? You think? The I don't know. It is cool looking though, because it's it looks like old school propaganda. Now I was also going to say yes, that's the first picture, but the second picture looks like Nightwing if he would have became the Arkham Knight from the video game. Literally, this looks like Arkham Knight. He's got the bat wings, but he's got the Nightwing emblem on his two shoulder panels. Um, so. He might be using guns here. He just might be. He looks a lot like Batman too, because if you look here, he also has his um his side plates on his arm, just yeah. like Batman. So who knows? It's probably a big influence. So that's going to be an interesting book to check out. Um, next up is 
They've let, they've released the nominees for the 2017 Eisner Awards, and DC pulled down 13 nominations. Once again, we're in the league, man. Well, DC <laughs> DC and Vertigo are winning. Yeah, a lot of these are Vertigo titles, actually. But DC pulled down for best short story, "Good Boy" by Tom King and David Finch from um, Batman Annual Number One. Do you, you remember that story? That's the story about Ace, where su- where Batman finds. Oh yes, Ace, that's right. Okay, and it's all all about. Ace. And that was good. And that was only about what, like ten pages, something like it that. Was, well, it was very short. That's why it's for best short story. Um, the next one was a Vertigo title, best continuing series for Astro City. Uh, best new series is we get the Clean Room by Gail Simone and John Davis Hunt from Vertigo, and Deathstroke Rebirth by Christopher Priest hmm. and um, Carlo Pagliano. So um, then we also get from DC. Best publication for teens for Batgirl. That makes sense. Which is interesting. It's like Batgirl I never saw as just straight four teens. Um, they did want to start making her, I know, if the New 52 more uh, for teenage girls. Um, teenagers okay. in general. But you could definitely tell she adapted the new era of what teenage girls are doing now and teenagers in general with the camera and like social media stuff. Okay. Um, and she's younger now. So... Um, um, it, it just blending really well, so I can see why. I didn't think it would win anything like this, to be honest with you. But well, I'm this isn't wins it. yet. These are all nominations. Oh, nomination. Still. Okay. The win. This is basically the Oscars for comic books, and it's the awards is, is at Comic Con in San Diego. Okay, and I ne- see the thing about me. I never really followed them as yeah. heavy as I would like the Emmys or anything mm-hmm. like that. So this is this is new to me. Well, the next one, the next category that they got nominated for was best best anthology, which this one is probably going to win. Because just about every comic company got in on this anthology book, which was Love is Love. Okay. Now, you remember that's the one that was done for... Um, oh, yeah, and we covered that. Um, yeah, yeah, that was done, oh, yeah. I think, to support the, the uh, Miami the massacre that yeah, happened down there. Um, a lot of people lost So more life. than likely, that one's going to win. I'm, I, hopefully. It should. Um, the next one, we got DC... Ver- or DC got... Um, this says DC Vertigo. Got be- nominated for Best Reality-Based Work for Dark Knight, A True Batman Story by Paul Dini and... Eduardo Rizzo, best graphic album new for Bat or Wonder Woman: The True Amazon by Jill Thompson. Good, that was a good book. Best writer we um, was Vertigo's Kurt Busick for Astro City. Remember, these are all nominations. Best writer also um, Max Landis. Landis he did Green Valley for Image Skybound, but he did. Superman, American Alien for DC. And now, I you heard, read American Alien, didn't you? I did not read it, but I looked up uh, looked up the stories before it came out to say what or was telling what was going to be in it, and it looked really good. And after it came out, it was like it's also got nominated for something. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was for, but now I do know. And it might have been actually nominated for some other things, but I did hear this is a really good book. This is something I'm going to have to treat myself to. Okay. Well, the next one we got. Um, there's three more nominations they picked up. And one for two. best painter, best painter, uh, multimedia artist. For Jill Thompson for Wonder Woman True the True Amazon. And then again Wonder Woman pulls in something. Huh? Yes. And then the best coloring for Laura Martin for Wonder Woman. Best lettering, uh, the last one was best lettering, Todd Klein for Clean Room and Dark Knight the True Batman story and Lucifer. Oh man. He also worked on Black Hammer for Dark Horse. So um if you go to comic con.org, you can get the full list of everybody uh that was nominated. We actually went through the whole list. I Guest, I guest starred on or guest hosted on um, We Be Geeks this week, and this is uh, and we went through the whole list there and talked about it there. So if you want to hear the whole list, go over to this week's We Be Geeks episode, which I don't remember what the name of the or what the number, number is. Was. Give me half a minute, I will tell you. But, but um, um, yeah, I stepped in with those guys this past week. And but finally, nah, wrong one. Not finally. DC usually t- gives some good stories, but we got nominated for thirteen this time. Yeah. Um, now I want to go back and see what have we done in the past. 
about this. I'm gonna have to do some research on this. And now, when is all this taking place? When this is actually going? To, uh, this stay? will be at Comic Con. Oh, okay. Well, so we'll, I don't remember. We'll I think that's it. July. We'll cover this uh, then, guys, just to let you know who won and what awards got taken home to who. Exactly. Um, and the Weeby Geeks episode I was on is actually uh, number 217. Okay. If you check that out, we go through the whole list uh, and everybody that was, or just about the whole list. Okay. Because there's some ones in there that are a little obscure that really yeah, we didn't think. even know who it was. Yeah, okay. There's the, it's, Somebody it's was just out there like, reading it then. The Eisner Awards are just like the Oscars. There's a bunch of technical awards and stuff in there, too, that... Unless you're in the industry, you really don't know what they're talking about. Okay. Which happens all the time with the Emmys sometimes. Yeah. Well, we have... <laughs> well, now sometimes every year. We have one more piece of news that I have here that... Now, um, this I didn't hear of. Um, I <clears throat> I went through some of this, but I, I don't really know yeah. what's going on. Well, here. this one's from the end of April, back way back at C2E2, that somehow got past us. Okay. Um, DC Comics has actually revealed a new imprint... Just like Young Animal mm-hmm. or the Hanna Barbera that they've been doing, okay. new imprint that's coming later this summer called Dark Matter. Hmm. Um, in the preview pictures and stuff they put up for it, it says first comes the Dark Days, which gives way to the Dark Nights, which with the N I G H T S, not K N I G H T S, which gives time. birth to the Dark time. Matter. Welcome to the new age of DC heroes. Oh, okay. Some of the titles they're bringing with this are some ones they're bringing back. But um, this whole thing kicks off with Dark Knight's Metal, which we've talked about a little bit on here, not a whole lot, in August. And its former Batman creative team, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, reunite for this book, which will set the tone for... Um, will set the tone and world for the other series. Um, the new banner will focus on what the publisher is calling... Masterclass artists working with newer writers. It will, quote, bring the sense of craft into storytelling, explained DC co-publisher Jim Lee during a press conference at C2E2. Hmm. The publisher wants to expand its universe and reach a new audience. Co-publisher Dan DiDio explained that, quote, it's a starting point for the characters. It's a starting point for stories. We got to keep we got to keep building. We got to keep introducing people to DC to the DCU. The Dark Matter banner will exist alongside the regular DC universe, oh. and its issues will cost three dollars. And variant covers will um, will not be released. So this one's going to be single covers for all these books. Hmm. Now, the upcoming books for Dark Matter. Some of these um, we know are older titles being brought back. But in September, we get the first one as Sideways by Dan DiDio's writing this. Good. Which is interesting because he doesn't doesn't write a whole lot. No, and but it's from Dan Didio, Justin Jordan, and um, Kenneth Rockefeller, and it says uh, <clears throat> it's about a teenager comes to con- into contact with dark matter and gains the ability to teleport through the dark dimension. Hmm. Now um, <laughs> the next one you got here is Immortal Men that comes out in October. Now isn't that an older? I don't remember well, if this is an older one or not. But well, it does bring together yeah, it, it, James C. Tinney in the fourth. Okay. Yeah, uh, from Strange Adventures. Uh, he first appeared, at least, in uh, Strange Adventures, June. Uh, was that? June 1959. So okay. Well, this one's being brought back. to you by James he- or James Tinney in the fourth from Which Batman. Which great, yeah. And Jim Lee. Another one that's doing great. Both of them do Legendary good on Legendary ar- artist and writer. Yeah. Um, this one says it's five siblings who were born at the beginning of time, recruit, recruit, the elite or recruit the elite to stop Armageddon. This is this one's actually going to be a horror series. Oh, I didn't know this. Um, reading up on here, some research about the Mortal Men in the Arrowverse. Elements of the Mortal Men story was given to Hawkman and Hawkgirl, as well as Rip Hunter. 
Okay. So um, they, I guess, paid a little bit of homage to this character. Cool. Well, we got another one coming out in October called Damage. This one's Robert Venditti, who's doing Green Lantern right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, Venditti's doing one of the Green Lantern books, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure if I'm doing, saying this correctly. Now, that was Immortal Man. Now, let me see if that, this one was Immortal Man. Okay, this is Immortal Man. Maybe they're two completely different things then. It's possible. It might be the same. I don't know until we get this. Just want exactly. to put that out there, guys. It might be two different things. Well, Damage is being put out by Robert Venditti and Tony S. Daniel. And um, Ethan Avery is cursed with the ability to unleash a monster for one hour at a time. Oh. So that's damage. And then they're, wait, they're skipping November and going to December. They have The Silencer by Dan Abnett of um, Aquaman and John Romita Jr. from Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a popular name. Exactly. This book follows an assassin who moves to the suburbs for a normal life. That's Romita Jr. described the book as John Wick without the tragedy. Okay. Oh, which I need to watch John Wick. Oh, Everybody dude. in the world has oh, told me dude. that we have to watch. They ain't spoiled nothing for you, have they? We have to watch both of the books. No, I have no idea. I've never seen any of it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the second one's already out, isn't it? Yeah, it's out. Okay, it's been out for a while now. <laughs> well, the last book they have here is New Challengers with with Scott Snyder okay. of of Batman, Batman and many other things, and Andy Kubert. And, then, and this one's an adventure book in the vein of the classic DC series Challengers of the Unknown. And you can definitely tell that some of the art looks familiar for this as well. Yeah. Uh, Dirt so, James, Kill Speed, Black Zero, Colt. Um, yeah, the, the, art, the artwork they put up here in the gallery is some beautiful stuff. A blob of dark matter. Yeah, this is going to be pretty good. The art looks really good. Yeah. So this one may be one that actually picks, that I um, pick up even more than I did for... Um, the other um for young animal yeah young animal had some cool stuff but I, eventually I just it just wasn't for me same thing happened for me um, this looks like it is as it, this is superhero shade. books yeah this looks like it's getting back some origins um and we might be why they're doing that they exactly. see some stuff they did with that and now they're gonna try to maybe either improve or just change it up so but that brings us to the end of the um books or the no wait we still have more no that is the end of yeah, our news now we just gotta uh, do some reviews so. Oh, yeah, we have a bunch of reviews for this week, though. We have four reviews over this covering two weeks. Yeah. So, um, do you want to actually take the first one? Uh, Green Lantern? Sure. Do you want to take Lantern or do you want to take Action? I'll take Lantern. Okay, Action, we're going to have some stuff to talk about. But we have Green Lantern's number, what was that, 22? Yes. And this one's awesome, because um, the and last got, page makes this whole book awesome. Really, they all came together in this one, all the Lanterns. Was exactly. going on in Hal Jordan, Green Lanterns, and the Green Lanterns. Well, remember from the Green Lanterns number 21, that at the end of the book, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz get out of nowhere. Their rings take over and launch them into hyperspace for Mogo. And her ring is basically on the Fritz. Not really on the Fritz, but it's calling, and it's going to go it's there It's not answering. Her. Yeah, it's not answering her commands anymore. Um, so she thinks something's wrong, but they're, they're going to outer space, and Simon's following her, and she's trying to figure out why is this taking her to the sector. And as she's telling her to stop and just listen to her, soon somebody pops up that we didn't think we were going to see. I was surprised see, by this. See, this, this is what made me so excited for this book, was because Kyle Rayner is my favorite Green Lantern of all time. Hal's my favorite, Kyle is my second, so I can see where you're coming from. Um, he asks her if she needs a helping hand, and Kyle pops up, and he does help her. And she says, I have no idea who you are, but it's nice to meet you, and thank you for helping me. Um, and they're going around, um, looks like a sun they're flying around. And uh, she says it's really overwhelming, and it's, didn't think this was going to happen, her even being a Green Lantern. Well, you got to remember, at this point, she's really never been trained on how to be a Green Lantern. No. So she's never been in space. Never seen any of this stuff. Simon's not a 
He's a he's not a newbie, but he's still to me a rookie. Yeah, he's well, he's definitely a rookie, but he's not. He's never really. He's been through the training, right? Because Kilowog has beat him down a little bit, right? But as I said, he just put down the gun a while ago. So yeah, we, you never need any weapon like that if you're a Green Lantern because well, your willpower should be strong. At enough. this point, we got Kyle showing her the ropes and basically saying, "Check all this stuff out. You can do as a Green Lantern." Mm-hmm. And because um, he's basically showing her the way to Mogo. She did an emergency override and stopped the ring, and she's stuck in the middle of space. Has no idea where right. she's at. But there's a typo in this. Where you see time? If um, remember, I told, I asked you to work. Uh, where to go? Dive it's in dive. here. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Jessica asks where she's at, and the ring tells her she's in. Where, sector you're looking at it. Twenty eight four. Uh, Twenty one forty. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, she's in sector over here. Where are we at? Oh, um, zero five zero two. Okay, she asks where Earth is, and it says the Earth is in sector twenty one eighty four. Mm-hmm. I thought Earth was uh, um, 2814, or or wait, no, Earth is in sector, I looked it up, now I'm confusing myself. The word, the the numbers are going everywhere. Yeah, they they put the wrong space sector for Earth. Yeah, it's Earth (laughs) 2. Pretty much. They just Um, moved it over I believe it's supposed to be 2814. The ring, whoever did that, you got past the editor, it is supposed to be 2814, they put 2184. I feel like after seeing this for so many years, they're probably like, yeah, that's right, like, dang, it's one of those things that just slipped by. Exactly. Um, But now, um, she meets the rest of the Green Lanterns. And she is amazed, especially when she gets to the planet that talks to her. Right. (laughs) The living planet Mogo, who is a Green Lantern. Now, we get some familiar faces in here, and she's just like, she literally says, OMG, guys. (laughs) Um, And while she's going through the planet, we get to see uh, Simon Baz and Kilowog sharing a cold one. With their lantern rings, they need, they'll need a glass. <laughs> um, she says, Simon, she's so happy that uh, they made it there and is happy to see each other once again. Well, the cool thing is, first time you see Simon on Mogo, he's sitting back having a beer with uh, yeah, Kilowog. A cold one with their lantern rings. They don't need no glasses. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then this is where Kilowog gets up and tries to intimidate Jessica. and uh, she, He takes her lantern away. Oh, that's why she... Oh, man. He, cha- okay. he changes her suit because she's never been through the training, so she doesn't actually get that's the logo right. on her chest yet. <laughs> she's like, oh, wait, what's going on? She's like, hey, what happened to my lantern? He's like, hey, it's time to play with the rules. That's um, right. So, basically, he's going to be her... Is he going to be her new trainer now? Or Not just yet. No, 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 no. Oh, that's right, up. at the end. Um, I skimmed past this. But at this point... Simon shows, or Simon and Kilwalk show Jessica the central pattern of power battery. And that's what's weird to them. Simon gets confused because why is there a big, giant, yellow Yellow, central power battery right beside the green one? Um, If you guys have been keeping up with what's going on in Green, Hal Jordan Green Lanterns, the (laughs) Sinestro Corps and the Green Lantern Corps are now on one plane. Their batteries are right beside each other. Exactly. They're working together. And And we get Sornak flying by here, too. Yeah. (laughs) But you you get um, Kilwalk telling them that, hey, we're working together. Everybody's supposed to be friendly now. Right. Um, and no, no, no. Razor is is not Yellow Lantern. He's red. Exactly. Where's, where is he? I don't know. We haven't seen the Reds in this. Not yet. He's. <laughs> we only seen him in what, like the beginning of all this. Uh, yeah, the very beginning there was the Reds, but Razor wasn't with him. Um, but um, Kilowog's gonna show her um everything. Says they reform now. They're with us. They're they're good people. Um, and even though she gets this, I don't know, multi mouth. Uh, Sinestro core member here uh, messing with her and then Kilowog says basically back off they got a hold of this um, and now we get the Guardians um, and I'm forgetting the little dude's name again Raimi Raimi well it's not Raimi actually this is about whom yeah about Raimi's body. Raimi's body gets zapped to uh, Mogo also and he has a bag of coffee for some reason which we'll find out reason. later um, and this was the other Guardians uh, Ganthet and um, 
Oh, Gethin. I'm looking um, for a name, and I don't even see starts it. with an S. Um, I really say it. No, Gethin and Sayed, because you okay. said Sayed. No, Sorenak is the yellow lady. Right. As Ganthan and Sayed had brought Raimi over, because Raimi originally, according to them, he's one of the ones that built the first Green Lantern ring. Right. Well, well they're having problems that the Green Lantern rings, when they lose a lantern, are not searching for a new lantern anymore. For some reason, there's something wrong with them. So they want Raimi to help them figure out how to fix it, not knowing that Raimi's not in this body. Exactly. And that's good. you think this could be a reason why they're not uh, getting sit down? think he could have something to do with It's possible. But that's a pretty big skill to go on. Yeah. Um, now we're back with uh, the rest of the lanterns, and... <laughs> Who comes in? This is John Stewart, and he uh, greets both of them, and, <laughs> and he says, "I told you one thing to bring me some coffee," and they did not bring the coffee. And as they that's start- why Ramey had the coffee because somehow there it came you with go. Him. That makes sense. I didn't pay attention. I actually I sped past this one. Um, but this is where uh, John, they're telling him all their uh, bad details that they've been going through. He's like, "I really need that coffee right now for all the stress you guys are giving me." Um, and he says, uh, basically, has realized that they got in a little bit too deep. And um, although with the guidance of both of them, they're still doing pretty well. But they could use some heavy training still. Yeah. And this is where they point out to their new trainer, Guy Gardner. Exactly. Well, um, Simon had talked about how Kilowog used to be the um, drill sergeant right. for the Lantern Corps. Which... But no, no longer, I guess. And it looks like... Well, no, both of these have been assigned a trainer. Simon gets... Guy or Simon gets Kyle Rayner oh, right. as his new trainer to move him, advance him to where because he already he's already teaching. been through basic training. Um, well, Guy Gardner gets to give Jessica basic training, and this is perfect for Guy. And like I said, we got to see every Lantern in here except for Hal Jordan. He mm-hmm. was the only one that was missing in here. But exactly, but uh, he, you know he'll be here at some point. Oh yeah, but the ne- he might be in here for the next issue in training day. That's possible. Um, so that was Green Lanterns number twenty-two. Next up, we actually have Action Comics nine seventy-eight. From two weeks ago, but since we didn't do reviews two weeks ago, mm-hmm. this one is actually the second half of the new origin for Superman, and this and one really has the most changes compared to the other one. The other one was still pretty close to what the right, original origin here we was. Were, oh, scratching our heads trying to figure out what. Yeah, there's some confusing stuff here. in this, and this one starts when Superman makes the, his first appearance on um, in Metropolis with the helicopter crash and Lois falling off the building. Right. Which is what people remember um, all the way back, way back to even in the original Superman, the movie, that's how he made his first debut. Mm-hmm. So you get... Um, so you think there's a little callback here? Oh, you know it is. Well, it's this a whole lot of Something that's always been part of... Yeah. This whole book is callbacks. But it's, it's Kalex showing a replay of everything that happened, that's ever happened to Clark um, to him so he can see, make sure it matches his memories. So you get um, Superman saves her, uh, um, catches the helicopter... And you get the whole, um, who are you and all of these things. Um, and then you see that she gave Superman his name. Nothing's changed. Then you get Superman talking to Kalex. And um, he says, they still can't shake the feeling there's still something wrong. Everything matches my memories, but there's something's wrong with this. And then as they're talking, Superman hears something. And as Kalex, well, and you can see a, th- a bubble here that shows what, a little bit of, um, a little bit of, you can't read it. Right. And he asks Kalex, "Wait, did you hear that?" And Kalex says, "There's not. I didn't hear anything. My my speakers haven't picked up anything." Okay, so they go back and forth, and Kalex can't hear whatever it is he's hearing. Then we go back to the story again, and he's remembering um, people basically hazing him at work, and Steve Lombardi trying to be a big practical joker, of course. and Lois actually um, helping him out so that nothing happens. Um, you get Perry yelling at Lombardi to get back to work, and this then you get, get a splash, splash page. Yeah, this is awesome. 
all of these different things that have happened to Superman, um, and there's pictures of all kinds of villains here. You get Silver Banshee, you get Darkseid, um, you have Mogo on, or Mongo on here, or Mongol. You get a bunch of different versions of Superman, including the Electric Blue Superman is on here. You get Brainiac, you get Bizarro, you get Zod, you get Mixes Pitlick, you get um, Parasite, all these different things he's been through. He remembers all of this. This is the way it's supposed to be. So, like, the Electric Blue and Electric Red Superman mm-hmm. was part of the story at one point. Right. In this story. Then you move forward to the day that Clark proposed to Lois. And um, it's like, this works all of a sudden. And then it goes from there to uh, it's Super or Clark. Because if you remember, you don't remember this probably because you weren't, you weren't old enough to read comics back then. But Clark re- proposed to Lois, and he was dating Lois. It wasn't Superman. After she had agreed to marry him, then she he told her he was Superman. Hmm. Is that where they got some of that from Superman 2? Possibly. A little bit. Possibly. Uh, well, no, Superman 2 was written, was done before this. Oh, okay. This is all before my time, yeah. so. <laughs> but you find out all that, all that, then we mo- jump to the moon, and we find this energy being we've seen the last couple issues that's been, seems to be collecting villains. Oh, okay. He's on the moon. He's finding someone. He finds the Eradicator buried on the moon. Yeah, from um, man, that was like in Superman six. Then mm-hmm. all this happened, wasn't it? And he restores the Eradicator and sa- and basically says, um, "If you come with me, I can help you find your goal, the Kryptonian, and they can take down Superman." So the Eradicator says, "Tell me more." Next up, we get to the death of Superman story in a two page splash, which this is one of the things that gets a little confusing. Yeah, that's everything where- is the same you remember from the original Death of Superman story from the nineties. But somebody's missing. You get the you get Superman, you get Superman fighting Doomsday, Superman dies. Then they tell real quick that how um then came the beings claiming to be you, the Eradicator, Steel, the Cyborg Superman, who was the architect of Ghost City Coast City's destruction. Which the Cyborg Superman that destroyed Coast City was Hank Henshaw. Right. Not Zorel. Right. But or very much missing was the clone Superboy. Yeah, um Connell. Who became Connell later. Right. He's not in the story, so I guess he's been removed from the story. Uh, our speculation is... I know, right? I was sad now, about that. I'm speculating that's because they've rebuilt him into Jonathan Kent. And as you pointed out, um, the thing about uh, Connell uh, was he was a mixture between Kryptonian and human DNA. Exactly. Which, what is which the is current Superboy? What Superboy <laughs> is now, except instead of being a clone, he's actually a human hybrid. Right. A human Kryptonian hybrid, born naturally. Lois. Yeah, you know, did it was thing. Clark and Lex's DNA originally, yes. So we got, um, then we go through and it talks about Superman coming back and defeating the cyborg. They go through Superman's wedding, which I gotta let you borrow the Superman wedding album just so you can see you've seen it. Oh, okay. I have it actually on home in the box. All I have have been stories. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get to um, Jonathan and Martha Kent's deaths. We find, um, and then we move ahead and you find. Superman now with the turtleneck. The new 52 Superman. The new 52 Superman. And this is reckoned in here that um, Clark was actually in Metropolis and they were working, they were on this earth when they got pregnant and stuff, except he was the new 52 Superman. But he wasn't the actual new 52 Superman. This was a little mixture of both. But Yeah, this is a mixture because um, any of the stuff with Lo- with Wonder Woman, where he was dating Wonder Woman, right. all that, it was thrown out the window. Ugh. Still just not. But, but you do get, um, you move to the fortress, and now Lois is giving birth to Jonathan in the fortress. With the help from Batman with, and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's the midwife, and Batman's keeping watch. 
So the Trinity basically were working together to deliver jo- um, Jonathan. And Superman actually delivers Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Then we move on. That um, from that moment, he was a family, and their priorities changed. But in order to give John a start with the attention a newborn needs, they um, took sabbaticals from their jobs and moved to California. Which is where we end up getting the black suit Superman from yep. the Superman Lois and Clark. And as they were saying, um, he wanted to be he didn't want to be seen. So the black look for him and he also said when you operate at night no one could really like see him. Mm-hmm. Basically to keep everything away from him. But to keep all the so that John could grow up. But um they did take time once in a while to go back to the planet to show um Perry White is actually the godfather for Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So that all that happened and everything happened to this new Superman to the new fifty two Superman, what's happening to this Superman also. They combine. All the way up to the Mixias Pedlek fight, which combined these stories. Mm-hmm. And we get to that point and um Superman tells Kalex, Hey, everything is right so far, but why is there still something right not right? Something more I can tell there's something not right. And then he hears the voice again. And Kalex says, No, Kalel, there was no voice. Um and then he hear he someone starts talking to him and says, "My message for you, and or my message is for you and you alone." That's why Kalex couldn't hear it. He's like, "Wait, who? I've seen you before in the Reverse Special. This is actually it looks like Mr. Oz." Yeah, and he says, um, "Mr. Oz is always in something <clears throat> with you." He says, "Yes, but all you need to know is that you are dealing with forces beyond you." And he gets blasted out of the fortress right through um, the glass, the crystal statues, and such. And then um, he says that, that Superman says, um, that hooded man, you called yourself Mr. Oz and said, my family and I are not what we believed ourselves to be. Then it says, um, if he could get in here, I have to assume the worst, that all of us are threatened by a foe that I know nothing about. And actually, the part of the family he's talking about, they show a picture of Superwoman, Lana Lang, Steel, Kara Danvers, the new Superman from China, and Lex Luthor Superman. Okay, so he's that's he's part in of the now. family he's talking about. Okay, so um, then we go back to the moon, and we see that um, the Eradicator is on the moon, and um, he's saying welcome. And it looks like there's a bunch of villains all coming together now. Yeah, it looks like somebody's doing some. You have the Eradicator. You have um, oh, what was his name? Um, he's the new telepath. Um, Hold on one sec, I got you right. You here. had it open here a second ago. Still open. Um, we get the eradicator. I'll give you the telepath. I believe that's Metallo. Is the other one here? Is that supposed to be Metallo? I think. Well, Metallo shows up, so I don't know if that's the same Metallo. He's separate. Uh, there's so many in here. (laughs) I'm going. Yeah, this book had pictures of all kinds of guys, but it's interesting because you get to see the person who is that energy form that's bringing them all together is Hank Henshaw. Yeah, now he's not. Uh, what is this? Blank. Blank. Blank is this other one. Um, but yeah, Hank Henshaw is not the Cyber Superman that we know. And if you, like I said before, uh, to Ken. So I'm wondering, was he Cyber yeah. Superman at one point? Then and became then, energy and then came back as something else? Yeah. Or was Zorel now the guy that always have been Cyber Superman? So, so um, we, but. There's a little bit of a retelling here. But um, Henshaw says, but as for why you guys are all here, well, think of yourselves as a type of Superman revenge squad. And when I seen that, all I could think about was Suicide Squad, but... This well, is no, the Superman. Superman Revenge Squad has been around off and on before, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, so, as I said, I just really started getting into Superman this year. Or last year. But... So, um... But... We got two more we books. We got two more books to review, and then we got to do our previews. Now, this well, one let me is open something... We're starting with Flash number 21, which is part two of the Button storyline. And this one is kind of interesting. Now... 
In the New 52, was this, did the, um, was there a Justice Society in the New 52? I don't remember because I wasn't reading. Um, if they were, they were not a part of this Earth. I okay. thought they tried to start one on a different one, but I'm not really for sure. I wasn't really a biggest fan of the New 52. Okay. Because this is actually Johnny Thunder is the name of the character. And he's like in an old folks home. And he's crying out to Lightning saying, uh, Thunderbolt, where are you? And then they, uh, everyone in there from um, Arkham, the security, restrains him and says, I didn't think it would be this hard to retain a 90-year-old man. Um, and now they're going back into the cave, and Flash is basically set up a crime scene. He is Yeah, CSI. remember, last <laughs> issue, Batman got beat down by Eothbar Thawne right before Eothbar Thawne died. Right, and yeah, he's dead. So these, he's setting up a little crime scene here for him. And they caused a lot of destruction. And investigating. He fell, um, some suits got beat. No, Eothbar Thawne died. Um, and he came back for like two issues, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's but, back here also, or next issue. Next, yeah, next issue. Um, and he's trying to figure out how this happened. Um, this must be something he did with Flashpoint, and Flash, once again, is thinking he's messed up. Um, and Alfred tells him that there is some type of danger, and we don't know what happened. Uh, it didn't catch any security tapes. The only person that knows really what went out, went down was Batman, and he's upstairs recovering. Yeah. Um, broken bones, bloody, bandaged up, and then this is when Flash comes in and uh, says what happened. He says, Thawne said he saw God, and everyone knows, at least that's close to him, or as a villain and hero, knows that Thawne did not have any religion. He didn't believe in any higher power, but no. after what happened before he died, they said something had to shock him into seeing something like this, or saying something like this. Um, so now they're trying to figure out what happened with Flashpoint. Batman tells him, I saw a ghost, and he says, well, you mean a ghost? I saw my father. So now Barry feels really bad, and he's going to try Well, no, to Barry knows something's up, obviously, because the only place that he would have seen his father's Batman is Flashpoint. from the Flashpoint universe. And so far, Barry the only got ones that know of this is um, Bruce, Barry, and Kid Flash knows a little something Wally about did, it. Wally did, I think. Um, well, yeah, Wally, he is Flash now, I'm sorry. When he came back, he was Kid Flash. Yeah. Um, he knew a little something about it, but Barry and Bruce were the main two, from the letter, the button, and everything Flash told him when he went back uh, and reset time. Um, so as of right now, we know Flashpoint is basically its own universe. It's not a... Kind of. That's ex It's explained a lot better in this next issue. Right. That's what I said. For now, it is. So he goes to the Watchtower, Flash does. He finds the treadmill, and he runs... He wants to run back into Flashpoint and see if he can stop this. Now, as we know, Bruce Wayne stayed home. Once he gets on, once he gets, uh, on the treadmill, you see Bruce pop in, and he says, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in bed. Um, he says, this is my mission too, Barry. We're both in this. So they're partners right now. Exactly. Um, and they're talking to each other, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're fighting, and he's going to get on there with them. He doesn't know exactly how this is going to work, but he tells them we're wasting time trying to discuss this. Let's just get on this uh, dog on treadmill and run. And he tells Barry, just keep on going. Now, this is something I got really excited for. They start seeing the old uh, 60s, the 70s, the 80s Justice League teams. Martian Manhunter's on here. Similar to the way, it's, it's kind of similar to what they did in, in Action Comics. Comics. Yep. Um, and then we see the death of what happened to uh, Flash. Like, as also, we get Zantana, we get Hawkman, we get um, Ollie, Green Arrow, part of the team. And all they're saying, what reality is this? Is this the one that was taken from us in the first place? Um, then they see Flash dying when he sacrificed himself. None of this had happened that they know of. Um, and Batman tells them to run faster, run faster. They do, and they end up somewhere Something, yeah, in the Yeah, the timeline. treadmill basically just is destroyed, and they end up falling into just a white panel. Yep, and then they end up back in the Flashpoint universe. Well, they end up in a cave. Well, in a cave, but if everybody has read the uh, Flashpoint, they know exactly where it's come from. This is the Batcave. 
Uh, there's a picture just hanging up. There's a gun um, in a case. It's a very primitive Batcave. Very. And Bruce even says, this looks just like when I first started the Batcave without exactly. putting all the technology in or I first started my set- setup. And he sees this gun and he takes off his... Bruce Wayne takes off his mask at this point and he's seeing memories from his past. He knows this gun. This, he'll never forget what that gun looked like. And well, and then in the case that the gun's in, in the glass, he sees a reflection of Batman. Yep, but not him, because his mask is off. Mm-hmm. He turns around, and he says, Father, and then his father says, Son, and that's when we got to go to the next issue. Exactly. That brings us to Batman number 22. At the end of The Flash, issue 21. Um, now, this uh, sets up right where we left off, but this is um, the father... Thomas Wayne talking about everything he did. He said, I thought I saved my son. I thought Barry went back in time. And I told him I want my son to live. And I thought he changed the world. Yeah, this but, is basically him talking about it, but they're showing basically the end of Flashpoint. It turns out something weird happened. It's like it just stopped. Yeah, Flashpoint should have ceased to exist when Barry returned to uh, the normal timeline. But it didn't. It kept going on. Yeah, something happened to keep Flashpoint going. But um, as we're seeing this, we're also seeing someone's attacking the mansion above. Now, this is some people with some spears in their hands, some swords, and we don't know what they're doing there. Um, well, if you know Flashpoint, you recognize the two armies. You do. Um, now, this they is are Atlantean and um, Themyscarian. Um, so they say, he says, Flash, how do they find this place? How is this happening right now? Um, and Bruce tells him, um, You're, uh, you found me. Um, you gave the letter to him, and he says, uh, Barry sent me, and he says, son, he said, Bruce is still in shock and awe that he's seeing his father like this right exactly. now as a Batman. So we have Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne together. Epic. Um, and then <laughs> Thomas Wayne does what Thomas Wayne would do as Batman. He grabs Flash by the throat and says, this isn't real, this is fake, and both of them are trying to convince him, no, this is really happening. I don't know how, but it is. And then they show upstairs, they're trying to get into the Batcave. And Flash basically tells them, I can try to fix this. History isn't right. Something... Well, Flash actually feels the earth and feels the vibration. And is saying, uh, something's not right here. The vibrational frequencies here are correct. This is earth. This Mm -hmm. is my universe. And they're not on an ultimate world. Like, I guess Flash can go to any of the multiverse and feel that the vibrations are wrong and that's a different world. Because of the speed force. Because through the speed force. But um, this is not right. This this should not be possible. Right. But this is Earth. This is our planet. And um, the, as all this is going on, they're trying to figure out, Bruce is trying to figure out if what's going on still. He's still, yeah. like I said, shocked. He, um, well, the way that actually, Thomas, this, this does explain what Flashpoint was, because it says here, um, but how is that... How is it possible that they're at actually home? Because Flashpoint was never an alternate world, which is Earth two, Earth three, Earth four. Those right. alternate worlds, right? Earth or um, Flashpoint was an alternate history, right? It was Earth one, but in a different history, exactly. So how were they able to get here? And if it, it shouldn't never exist existed. anymore, theoretically. Exactly. So someone's keeping it going. And he says, "Well, I can rebuild a treadmill, and we can get back on track. It'll take me about a minute." And Bruce, uh, not Bruce, I'm sorry, Thomas says, "We don't have a minute." Barry asks, "Why?" Turn around and says because of them, and it's the Themyscarians and the Amazons. I'm um, sorry, the Themyscarians yeah. and the um, Elanians coming to attack. That yeah, King Arthur and Queen Diana actually started working together Again. to take down the Bat. Um, and now Thomas pulls out his gun. This is where you see Bruce uh, flings his battering at the gun and says, "We're not using that." Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was I, funny. I don't play with guns, right? And he says, "We don't have time for this, Bruce." He says, "No, we're going to do this with fists." So they put back on their uh, cows and they're going at town with these uh, Themyscarians and yep. Atlanteans. While Flash builds a treadmill and they're fighting and it's going on. And once this gets built, 
it's time to go. So um, Thomas does ask them, ask Bruce, do you remember what I said to you in the cave? He said, I don't really remember you were whispering. I know that. And you said not to be scared of the bats. And then this one bears like, we got to go, guys. It, it is time. No more talking. So now it looks like the world's blowing up again with the bomb that they said previously in Flashpoint. Yeah. Something, yeah, something is erasing the world again. Um, and then this is... Uh, and then Flash says straight up, did you feel it? Yeah. Whatever was holding Flashpoint in place and keeping it's it alive, just let again. go of it. Right. So Flashpoint is disintegrating right now. So this isn't a bomb. This is actually time coming in and crashing exactly. in on them. It's history collapsing in on itself, I think. Um, and he tells uh, Tom... Bruce tells Thomas before he goes, he says, you're a grandfather, you have a son. Um, and Flash is trying... Now this is when Batman's not being Batman. He's being Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's not being the whole, we gotta hurry up and save the day. Bruce is trying to be with his family. He wants to tell him all the things that is going on in his life right now. Eventually... The interesting thing here, though, is um, as Bruce is trying to talk to his dad, and his dad's walking away, and, um, Barry's telling him straight up, hey, wait a minute, something's wrong here. The treadmill is at full power, but he's not running. The I didn't treadmill's getting ready to leave with or without you. Huh. If you look at the bottom panel here. Yeah, see, I saw that. I thought he meant as in, but you're right, he's not on. I thought he meant uh-huh. we're going to go, but he's not running. I didn't pay attention to that. So um, um, Bruce tries to get his father to go with them, and his father's like, no, you go. And then right. you see the um, Wayne Manor starting to disintegrate also. And this is where um, Thomas pushes Bruce on the treadmill and says, Flash, you promised to save my son, so now do it. Um, Bruce is begging uh, Barry to let him go, but he won't. He says, uh, where you live, son, you'll be alive, and um, I delivered you myself, and I knew from that day I did something right. And what I'm telling you right now is stop being Batman. Don't be Batman anymore. Live your life. Live it with your son. Give him a better life than what both of us seem like we've been living mm-hmm. so far. Then that's when they vanish into the uh, speed force. And Thomas was going to blow up something, looks like, but he threw it away and said he doesn't say anything at all. He just walks away. But we do find out that um, this is what he told him in the cave. Sometimes we fall, son. But always remember, Wayne's never stay down. That reminds me of something from like Christopher Norland's uh, yeah. Batman. <laughs> but um, he says we rise, and he's running into whatever oblivion this is, and he just goes into this white panel. Mm-hmm. Now we get into Speed Force, Batman holding on to the treadmill, and Flash going says we can't go back. It doesn't exist anymore. Now it's gone like it was before. But we see something running in the distance with red lighting, lightning instead of yellow. Turns out it's Professor Zoom. Or no, I'm sorry, not Professor Zoom. Reverse Flash all again. Uh, Tuan has came back, but it looks like he now... Now, this is my theory. Is he on a recurring loop through history now? Well, I think what it is is they're moving through the time stream. And um, they've actually met up with Thawne before, before he appeared again, in the cave. Uh, in That's what it even says here. No, it even says here, um, coming through. Uh, and Batman says the Flash, he still had... At this point, Thawne still has the button. Yep, in um, his hand. So this is before Thawne died in the cave. Hmm. The time stream must have doubled back on to this moment. Um, And he's saying, if you keep running, you're going to die, tells Thawne. Um, And then um, he says... With his red eyes glowing right now. With the red eyes glowing, the last thing Thawne says for this book, he says, I know who the power of... I know who the power of the button belongs to. And they've never faced someone like me. Exactly. And that brings us to the last book, which we don't have yet, but the cover looks amazing. This is with the J. Gare. We'll get more in that when we do our reviews, which oh, is yeah. right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, so um, that leaves us with one thing left to do tonight. We must take a trip. To the good old store.
that means one thing. It's time for our weekly trip to the comic book shop. And this week, the comic shop for um, May 17th, 20th, or no, what's the date on... Oh. April April 17th. No, no, no. May. Oh, no. May. <laughs> it Sorry, is May 17th, 2017. 17. Yep. Um, um, the, this was brought to you by the Shazbots. Remember, check them out on iTunes and Facebook and also Shazbots.com. Let them know the DC Superpower sent you. They got some really catchy stuff, guys. Listen to them. Yeah. Well, we have 13 titles for this week. And our first title, once again, this is the same description we've been getting for all of these books. Um, but the cover is amazing. Yes. It looks like a classic flat, Golden Age Flash title. Except you get Jay Garrick burning through the cover. It's like he's kind of the Speed Force, and he's back. It's and about he's time ready. we got Jay back. Um, and this, go ahead and read the review. The read what it says. With the Flash Twenty Two, the Button Part Four, the cataclysmic events of DC Rebirth issue number one continues here. The Dark Knight and the Fastest Man Alive, the two greatest detectives on any world, unite to explore the mystery, uh, the mystery behind the certain. Bloodstained smiley button embedded in the Batcave wall. What starts as a simple investigation turns deadly when the secrets of the button prove irresistible to an unwelcome third party. And okay. it's not who anyone suspects. It's a mystery woven through time, and the uh, ticking clock starts here. The lenticular cover, once again, is for three ninety nine. <laughs> okay. Which I've been getting every single one of. And once again, art's done by Howard Porter and written by... Uh, Joshua Williams. The, yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is a going to be a fantastic finale. To this. It is. This has I been a good wait. story so far, um, with plenty of surprises. And we're, like you said, I think you're even more excited about this than I am. But Jay Garrett is coming back, and we haven't seen Jay Garrett till like midway through the beginning of Rebirth with the Flash. We got the helmet. Yeah, we got a helmet, and that was it. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but in that issue, didn't we get a little glimpse of Reverse Flash and the helmet? Now, if Reverse Flash is back, they must be coming back from the same place. I don't remember. I'm going to have to um, go back and reread Rebirth anyway, because okay. it's been a year since I've read it. Now, now, this wasn't in Rebirth. This was in a Flash issue. This oh, okay. was like flat. I don't remember exactly. It was somewhere like between six or something like that when they first started coming out. Yeah, I'll have to get it out. Um, but the next book on the list is Aquaman, issue number 23, The Crown of Atlantis, part one. Beleaguered by ceaseless conflict with the surface world and rising frustration with their outside outsider king, the people of Atlantis take steps to depose Arthur from his throne, and he won't go without a fight. The next major movement of the Aquaman saga begins here. Art done by Wayne Fauscher and Scott Eaton, and it's written by Dan Abnett. And the next one on our list is Batman 23. This is the aftermath now, this is not the aftermath that we've been dealing with with the button. This is the aftermath after what happened with the whole I Am Bane saga. Yeah. Um, aftermath, in the wake of Bane's attack, Batman must face the destruction left behind, the following um, throughout what happened, and he promised uh, Gotham Girl and Catwoman he's going to make the most uh, sacrifice he has yet. Now, art is done by Danny McKay, David Finch, and written by Tom King. Okay. Well, after Batman comes Batwoman, number three. The Many Arms of Death, Part 3. Batwoman's identif identified the cancer spreading throughout the lawless nation of Koryana. But, the, but to fight back, she she's going to need an army. And the only soldiers at hand belong to the army or the island's deadly warlords and gang leaders. Can Kate really um, rally every one of these cutthroats to a common cause? Or will Koryana collapse into the same wretched hive of scum and villainy it's always been? The fate of one of Kate's greatest loves hangs in the balance. Art done by Steve Epting and written by James T. Tinian IV and Marguerite Bennett. 
And next one is Green Arrow issue number 23. <laughs> uh, the Rise of Star City Part 3. As Green Arrow discovers the Ninth Circle's true plans for Seattle, so too does Oliver Queen learn the truth about his family's ancient role in the city. Coming destruction. Shocking secrets are laid uh, bare as the biggest Green Arrow story ever drives towards its epic conclusion. Art done by Juan Ferreira and written by Benjamin Percy. Okay. Are you still reading Green Lantern or Green Arrow? I've been collecting them. I haven't had time to read the uh, beginning of what's happened in this new series. Or okay. new um new uh saga. Okay. Well, next up we have Green Lanterns number twenty three. Lost in Space Part Two. The Green Lantern Corps um yeah, the Green Lantern Corps makes a pact or the Green Lantern Corps make a pact to work with the reformed uh, reformed and searching for redemption Sinestro Corps to protect the universe. One green and one yellow per sector. So what does that mean for Sector 2814 and Simon and Jessica's partnership? Art by Julio Ferreria and Eduardo Pensica, and it's written by Sam Humphreys. Okay, next we have Harley Quinn, issue number 20, Future Kill, part one. You've seen her story begin and unfold in prior issues. <coughs> Who in the world is Batfan? What does she think of Harley Quinn must die, save existence itself? And in the backstory, Harley Quinn loves Joker, part four, Harley mistakes have forced her to hide out with the Joker in a low-rent motel. Unfortunately, they have had a had to bring her entire goon squad and pack of very poorly behaved hyenas along. Ooh, the hyenas are coming back. Nice. Um, art done by Chad Harden and written by Amanda Connor uh, and Jimmy Palamani. Backup um, art is done by uh, Britt Belvis and backup uh, writing is from uh, Jimmy Palamani, uh, Jay Bone, and Paul Dini. Okay. Next up, we have G- Justice League number 21, Endless Finale. In order to save the lives of a fallen friend and many innocents, the League must make the dangerous time loop work for, the, for them and stop it all from happening. All that stands in their way is one man's hatred and a hammer that can bend time. Art done by Daniel Enriquez and Brian Hitch, and it's written by Brian Hitch. Uh, for our next issue, we have Nightwing issue number 21, Blockbuster Part 1. After years of living in the shadows of others and traveling the globe, Nightwing has found a purpose and a city to call his own Bloodhaven. Now Bloodhaven, uh, Progal's uh, uh, son, Blockbuster... Bloodhaven's prodigal son. Prodigal son, thank you. Uh, Blockbuster returns and reclaims his city and uh, disposes of Nightwing by any means necessary. Art done by Marcus Toe and written by Tim Seeley. Okay. The next up, we have Superman number 23. Wow, that sounded... Let's try that again. Superman number 23. There we go. (laughs) Black Dawn part 2. The mysterious force behind Superman's defeat reveals itself. Superboy wonders what is so great about truth, justice, and the American way. And will John turn against his father? Art done by Jamie Mendoza and Doug Mank. And it's written by Patrick Gleason and Peter J. Tomasi. Cool, and the next one is dealing with their son, or his son, Super Sons, part four. Um, issue number four, When I Grow Up, part four. There we go. <laughs> As our young heroes struggle to break free from a deadly kid of Maisel's control, they discover the truth behind the young villain's power. But with an army at his command and his sights set on total domination, the boys will need to put their fight of their young lives to stop him. Is this the key to stopping him, not beating him, but helping him? Art done by George Mendez and written by Peter J. Tomasi. 
Okay, and there's two books left for this week coming out. We have Teen Titans number eight. This is actually the Lazarus Contract Part Two. The Teen Titans collide with the Titans, or the Teen Titans collide with the Titans after both groups are targeted by the world's deadliest assassin, Deathstroke. But when Robin interrogates Nightwing about his history with Deathstroke, dark secrets are revealed and alliances are broken. Art done by Wade Von Grawbadger and Koi Pham, written by Christopher Priest, Benjamin Percy, and Dan Abnett. And, and the last book for the week is uh, Trendy Issue Number 9. All along the Watchtower, Part 1. The Trendy is trapped in the Justice League's Watchtower. And there's a traitor in their midst. No one is what they seem as our heroes fight back against their own home turf. Art done by Francis Menpal and written by Francis Menpal. That's interesting. Very. So that brings us to the end of another episode. It does. We we had a long one here. Yeah. There's a, I'm excited about a lot of the stuff coming for um, TV. I mean, it's looking like, once again, going to oh, be yeah. a great the, year for comic books on TV Black next Lightning, year. The Black Lightning, coming back. Those are like my top two. I knew um, Flash was coming back, and I knew Arrow was. Yeah. I'm happy for Supergirl. All of this is going to be good. So, Super Friends, thanks for hanging out. Um... Actually, we have some news. We actually have a date set for the Injustice oh, right. 2. Um, this is coming out next week on, what is that? The, It'll uh, be Tuesday of next week. At the 16th? Uh, yep, the 16th. Yeah, on the 16th, the day before New Comic Day, uh, check out our Facebook Live page. You're going to see our very own Vern from the DC Superpowers Podcast going up against CJ from the Otaku Paradise YouTube channel as they record um, the two of them playing Injustice 2 the day it releases. And hey, CJ, I heard that you uh, got volunteered to, you know, be there on the opening night of the game, so you're going to get some practice, at least a little insight more than me. So I was going to hold off on playing the game till you got here, but now I got to get a little practice round in, man. Just a little bit. Maybe check out the story mode. But I'm going to try to be ready for you, Mr. Gamer Guy. Um, also, what is your gamer tag? Because I don't have a PS2 or, or I don't have a PS4 and I don't have an Xbox One, but if it, someone wanted to play against you on Injustice 2 when you're playing, who, what's your gamer tag? Spiderbat71193. Okay, I have to remember to put that in the show notes so that people can remember that. And I wouldn't get that right, guys. I, I usually just log on. I haven't looked at it in a while, but I think that's it, Spiderbat. At least every time on GTA, somebody says, dang it, Spiderbat, I, I killed them, so... That's it. Oh, yeah, everyone. Anyone Um, that wants to get on here. My wife, Vicky, wants to sit in and play some, too, after we're done recording the Otaku Paradise. That's fine. I'm going to be online live with uh, Otaku Paradise CJ. And give me, whenever uh, we get CJ on here, we'll give you his gamer tag if he wants, and we can all just have fun with this. Exactly. We can go global. So, Vernon, why don't you let everybody know how they can find us? Guys, if you want to find the DC Superpowers Podcast on any social media, you can find us on our Instagram. DC Superpowers Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, DC Superpowers Podcast. If you want us on Twitter, at Superpowers DC. And for my personal uses, Hollow Nat Wolf on Instagram, Be Yellow for Twitter, and Vernon McWayne Moore for Facebook. And you can find my partner, Ken, on his social medias. I'm at, um, on Facebook as Ken Rose, and on Twitter and Instagram, I'm GW1Ken. You can also find the show at DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find um, find us on the Weeby Geeks and the Tangibound Networks at WeebyGeeksBC.com and TangiboundNetwork.com. Um, and also, we're thinking, we're thinking, Super Friends, of possibly starting up an actual website for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe some ideas for merch and things like that. So if you have any ideas for us, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Should we go ahead and start up a, um, 
uh, our own website. Should, if we made t-shirts, we should be interested in getting some. Yes. Um, if any of you guys got any, like, designs, maybe, send us some ideas. Exactly. Post it on our walls. We'll, we'll take the ideas. We're open for stuff. Uh-huh. And with that, Vernon, thanks for a great show this week. And we'll see you next week. Yep. And Super Friends, we'll see you next week. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. <laughs>